Yo, but check one, two, one, two. Hot cut. Uh. I'm from the place where hardcore is This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. Views from the staff to the world that we back. This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. From the staff, tell the world that we back Ladies and gentlemen, grab a drink, let's get settled in Here's another dose of some audio medicine Fresh sports reports, pure adrenaline We do it for the love of the game, not the Benjamins My check, one, two, one, two Yo The link up about um like qualification and your stats and uh, not your stats but your honors no? and then it became now more about um oh no sorry and then but uh, compared to um you know certain clips certain people being judged as um you know on 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 their certificates and, and their honors, but then other people are then, those certain criteria are overlooked for international experience, which, you know, not every, particularly coaches of color, not every coach of color had or has the, the, the vast amount of international experience that a Mark Boucher or current coaches or certain other coaches and, and, and uh, support staff that were put in place under Graham Smith. So that's the whole um, just of, of what he tweeted. And obviously, this was referring to an article that was um, that mentioned how Grant Smith sort of defended his appointment of Mark Boucher, saying that um, you know obviously because Mark Boucher I think has a level two coaching certificate, uh, uh, South African, uh, South Africa wise, and Ashwell Prince and other guys have from level three upwards, uh, level three and four I think. So then he defended that and saying you know. Some areas qualification matters, um, but and when it comes to a head coach who has the, the amount of experience that Mark Pacha has over 100 tests for South Africa, um, you know, it, it necessarily doesn't matter, or not necessarily doesn't matter, but it necessarily doesn't hold that much uh weight in this mm-hmm. situation, um, in, in appointing him as, as a coach when they did last year in December. So it was, it's, 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 yeah, man, it's a bit, <laughs> I don't even want to really uh, uh, talk too much about it because it's, for me, you know, cricket is, is a game of, 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 of opinions and sport is a game of opinions, but, you know, chances are, are, are need to, or opportunities need to be fair and, uh, you know, some, you can definitely argue uh, some processes weren't fair for certain uh, coaches and certain candidates in the past um, and, uh, what's happening, and then what happened with Canada that came after, in, in, you know, in the case of, of a Mark Boucher. Um, but he also even referenced to well, the whole case, not necessarily Ashford Prince, but he also, the, the whole case also referenced to to what the president, uh, Chris Manzani, said on uh, Marawa Sports World Wild uh, on, on, during the week last week where he mentioned that, you know, it was a missed opportunity when South Africa, instead of hiring a uh, reigning champion in domestic cricket in South Africa, in Jeffrey Toyana, who was with the Lions at the time, 
who applied for the job and was a candidate, and he and um, former West Indian cricketer Otis Gibson were in the running for the for the post. And I think it, this was in, if I'm not mistaken, twenty after twenty fifteen, so twenty sixteen around that time. If mm-hmm. not a bit late, I think it was a bit late. I'm not, I'm getting old, but it was in preparation for the last World Cup, 2019 World Cup. So I think it was about two years before that, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, so there that instead of hiring, you know, the first black local coach, uh, South Africa instead hired a uh, black international foreign coach um, in in, yeah. in Otis Gibson, who you know did well with West Indies, but. You know, we have a guy here who has had the qualifications, has the qualifications and won titles in South Africa with players that were playing in South Africa, which is predominantly the, the, the Proche squad. So it was quite in, in, intense, man. Um, the, this week, this whole past month or two has been intense when it comes to uh, um, um, cricket South Africa and, and issues relating to, 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 to opportunities in the past, you know, that were either passed up or not necessarily given to fairly to everyone. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been a hectic topic. Um, and I said, you know, um, I don't want to really talk too much uh, to it because it's, it's, it's too close to home. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's hectic, man. What do you guys think, Brian? What, what are your thoughts on, on the tweet? Um, I don't really want to also touch on it that deeply. But on a wider scale, I did or what I took from what he was saying is, I just think it's so old and I don't even say weird how the goalposts always seem to change Mm. for certain people. Mm. Um, In life, basically, you're told, hey, you got to do this, 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 this to get here, here, here. In sports, you got to get this. You got to have this experience to get here. And somehow when um, the opportunity is there, and I wouldn't even say it's an opportunity because if that opportunity is not there for you, but when opportunity is there, um, it's always something extra. You've done A, B, and C, but you don't have C, D, and E. Mm. Um, but this coach has C, D, and E, but he hasn't even done A, B, C yet. So um, <laughs> it's just, I think, and this happens uh, a lot, I think, um, in sport and in life. And I think these are the things that obviously we're campaigning for, not for, um, you know, players to take a knee and do whatever, but we need these equal opportunities. But I actually wanted to ask you guys, um, yeah. I think also with this, um, after this movement, there'll be a lot of, how do I say, programs that will, um, before black people mm. um, will you guys feel slight to I don't know so if as far for example might be you've got a company they're offering a internship position for um, black people or let's not say black people but let's say um, people of color um, do you feel like now you're at this company in a white space. Will you not feel sort of um, <laughs> weird that you're there off of this? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, it feels that would feel like a quota thing, and 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 like I think Makai was speaking about it that 
like being being told or knowing that you're there as a quarter player, like no one wants to feel that way. You want to feel like you're there off of your own qualifications and merit, and you deserve to be there, sort of thing. So I definitely, I I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking that up. Hey, um, yeah, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking that, but it's more of a case of hey, I'm not going to be comfortable, but without this, I'm not going to get this gig anyway. So yeah. I might as well take it and say, you know, I'm here. Like, <laughs> fuck it. So, 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 you know, that's, and, that's and, true. And like, with, with, with this, sorry, with this, you know, it's something that has happened a lot, you know, particularly in, South Africa, in the South African context with uh, transformation. It's something that, you know, um, particularly... In the last week, I think the Minister of Sport called out a couple of sporting codes for not meeting um, their, their their numbers, their targets when it comes to transformation. It's 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 something that's necessary, Brian. Um, to give you an answer, it's something that's necessary, and but it's something that also takes. It's the process that takes a very long time, and it needs um, cons- consistency when it comes to uh, application because um, it's a thing where you know just to change that stigma of of as you say, when you go into that role through uh, these opportunities that have been created and then someone goes to that role and then you get into an environment now where you all, now where uh, certain people came here through different uh, avenues and now you have that, as you say, that, that loneliness that comes with that, you know. Um, um, so that to, to get rid of that stigma, it's something that, that, that needs to be uh, that, that needs to be like a, a more of a societal uh, change where, you know, mm. this is, we, we need to make people understand. And transformation is something that, that people need to be, like, it's like it needs to be explained to the people that, you know, why the reasons are there or are there for it and how it will help. And, but and so I just want to um, yeah. cut you off there. And with that, I'm just getting so annoyed with explaining mm. <laughs> these sort of narratives to people, people because people I don't it's, it, that, that's the problem don't you think that, that people don't understand why I don't think they give a shit I don't that's think the they thing. want to understand yeah. you see these people on on, on these uh, News 24 comments and they're like oh blah 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 um, educate me and you see it with guys a lot you know educate me on why this is why uh, gender inequality you, yeah. you don't give a shit you just want to antagonize people and that's one of like I've now just like I just cannot go into um, oh. even the the on the actual pins uh, thread. I couldn't go into the comments because I'm like fuck. There's going to be like thousands of people just being absolutely stupid. Even if you lay out all the facts, Lita, you make a nice thread being mm. you know civil with these people. Yeah. They do not want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, but what what's the alternative, Brian? What's what's the alternative of of instead of explaining it and trying to make them understand what what's what what's the possible alternative without be being uh, labeled as these uh, uh um, you know i don't know angry volatile individuals that you know who do stand up in other ways and you know they get ostracized for it i just think it has to because this thing it cannot be it cannot be done alone and it, some of these people need someone who embodies their sort of traditional line of thinking 
to advocate for a transformation even please them, they even them though they get they get like they get sort of how do what's this word uh what's this term that they use on social media when someone gets come on maybe help me yeah when someone you know like gets shunned in the media like like ah they cancel yeah cancel culture okay that becomes that cancel culture happens with within those in those contexts man when like someone like a lungi lungi has never had any well from from my understanding any racial attacks on him and then one time he says an opinion that they don't agree with the man was they all of a sudden turned into this uh uh uh, uh, uh what's this monster all of a sudden wants to He's only only about racism in the cricket in, in the protest camp. Like I mean, that was out of the blue, and we're like, really, Lungi? As this guy, he literally was asked a question and he answered it, and he was attacked by his former people that have walked the same, uh, 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 who have worn the same shirt. So like, you ask yourself, what like what, what's the alternative from from explaining, explaining, explaining our asses off, and and or being um, victimized or you know what? What's what's what, what's the other what's the other option? That's my case. So that's why for me, I think consistency in 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 the one thing and trying to really, because I just hope with generation, man, things will change. We're still fresh as a country. I mean, twenty yeah. odd years since since democracy, we're still fresh. So I think it'll come with generations. Hopefully, when we are the generation uh, with some of these old men are, because a lot of those comments on on new twenty four. It comes a lot from these uh, these old buddies that are, are you know, uh, um, uh, still quite close-minded. So I just hope maybe. Let's be honest, though. Yeah. I feel they I haven't heard those, these comments around people around us, though. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, you know, and you know that ignorance <laughs> even exists with people who have the same education as you, by that ignorance is there. It's 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 there. You ask yourself, bra, how? Like you've been to the same school, like you know, like the the conversations we've had at old boys and all these things. Where you're trying to explain and justify how you should have a fair opportunity. Like it's some of the conversations I remember we've had in those uh, fine meetings afterwards, and we're like, really, guys, you have to explain. And but what other way? What other choice? Instead of just telling them, "Nah, fuck off, I'm tired," and then you just gonna be that guy now. <laughs> but I'm saying, no, awesome, Wipey, if do do they know though because they're they're a part of um yeah i wouldn't say they're complicit but they're a part of a system um that they benefit from so if you look at boys high that if if we're um you know not given equal opportunity or whatever um they're they they don't they don't see it as like because it's it's there's not many of us there's not there's not a lot of black people in school and uh, sort of the rhetoric is always you know why don't you speak up or or the, but we're not talking about this in school but um in school it's like why don't you speak up but it's like bro how can i there's four of us in this class how can we speak up against 20 people you know yeah. so like i don't know like a, i think that yeah, yeah you can go no, i'm saying i'm only laughing because because I, I feel like I share the same sentiments as you guys where, where we're tired and it's like, we're not being heard. And the problem is like, you're asked to do, do these guys know, uh, they know, they know. And the problem is like, it's, um, they don't want to fuck up what's going, what's going good for them. So they don't want to get involved and get in, and, and, and really, exactly. really open themselves up to 
learning the education exactly real and seeing like wow actually i contribute to this by not by not exactly. fighting, by not doing this by not making a stand by not educating a family member that is close-minded ever since the 1940s and stuff so they feel like ah, it's a lot of work for them they're not going to get benefits out of it it might fuck up what's good what's going well for them so they are yeah and it's like that it's it's unfortunately the burden will continue to lie on us to have to speak for ourselves because if because they won't speak for us no one's gonna fight for us that's the problem so unfortunately as shit as it as it is the burden is going to continue to lie with us i that's i completely 100 agree with that they um sort of they can't be bothered i that's what i was telling Nita. i mean like i would love to you know engage with people if i can feel like hey this guy actually you know wants to 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 hear about our experiences not let me just say educate him i don't think i should be educating anyone our age no um that's that's for certain <laughs> that's, but and, and, hey that's like surprising part Exactly, and that's the, the the basically the thing is, you know, if you if we we all went to these type of schools, and they want to be like, hey, I didn't notice this because obviously, um, you know, with in my white lens, share, uh, tell me some of your experiences, and I'm happy to do that, like more than happy to be like, hey, you know, this is what happened, that what happened. But if you're trying to antagonize me, you can, you know, fuck off. Today. Yeah, but <laughs> that was a bit hectic. Um, but to have a smooth transition into getting the benefit of the doubt, um, we can talk about PLO and Juve. Hmm. Um, Champions League got knocked out. Um, I was pretty surprised. I actually bet with somebody. Well, I did win the bet, but I bet that... Um, Juve obviously beat Lyon and go through. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, Lita, you know you know this man. I've never rated him from he touched down uh, in Chelsea SW6. I've been saying this guy, uh, he's, he's not a good coach. Um, but he's, he's, he's won the Serie uh, by one point, but I don't think Inter are ever going to win it. Yeah. Um, is this guy certified Ford status now? <laughs> I wouldn't okay. I, I wouldn't go as far as, as Ford status. I feel like people were really uh, certain owners bought into you know this whole thing of cyborg because at Napoli it, his team looked very good, very fun to watch. They scored a lot of goals. I mean, he turned Dries Mertens into a top European striker. Um, but. Yeah, and then you see him closely. I think when you when I I I, I don't know because I think firstly you know um, let's be fair to the guy. Um, he spent quite a, a few seasons or three seasons from him spent in, um, at um, Napoli, and then he got one at Chelsea. He got one at Juve. The one at Chelsea um, it was quite started very well. I mean I remember last season we started very uh, very well in the season. Um, I think we didn't lose up until possibly our seventh or eighth game. Um, and then, you know, the, the monotonous football that he kept playing, the pass, 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 look for space, look for space, um, kept, became, you know, quite predictable and easy to, 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 to set up against, particularly um, 
with, with the bigger teams. I mean, I remember what City did to us. I didn't think I'd ever watch turn off a Chelsea game. Um, I mean, I've seen quite quite bad managers. I mean, Andre Villas-Boas comes to mind. But with the football that Sari played last season, it was so boring and bad to watch, man. At times, when City defeats 6-0, you ask yourself, like, yo, is this, is this where Chelsea is now? And I feel like that, uh, I know you you, you might uh, hate on me on this, but I feel like Lampard has dealt, has dealt with, with that type of football at times this season. And you can see it's something that has irritated him because, you know, that had easy, it's easy for them to pass the ball at the back. And rather, you know, let let let's wait for the team to come with us and then possibly find some areas to to to, to let pick at the back. But it never happened, particularly against smaller teams when um a a, a Bournemouth and West Ham whatever sat back and Chelsea just passed the ball behind and Zuma and Christensen, uh, Jorginho end up having the most passes uh, touches in the game. You ask yourself, what the hell has happened? So Sari, that was that happened, and then somehow he got the Juve job. I don't know whether it was his impressing with Chelsea and winning the Europa League at the end or was it because Juventus didn't really uh, see any other manager who could come and manage uh, the Italian champions um, outside um, I mean Conte already went to Juve uh, Inter at that time so Sarri then by luck got the job I don't know how but he got it but I don't think he was he, he, he's at that level even at Chelsea he was I think his football got exposed uh, mid-season and then he goes to Juve his football Luckily, he has the players. He got Ronaldo scored thirty goals um, this season. So, I really, for me, fraud status not yet. But if he fails, if he goes, to, I think he'll probably go to like a, a bit of a lesser side. Um, you know, if 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 a side like Lazio maybe want to change their manager one day, or even Napoli if Gattuso headbutt someone one of these days, if they want to change the manager, he go back home. Uh, he will probably do well with time again because if he has his players that play that nonsense football of his. He can do something, you know. Um, but you know now he has two titles in his uh, in his name, so I'm sure he'll get a decent job. But for status, not yet. It's a bit harsh, Brian. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> I want to say, okay. I want to say about that man a little bit. Like I, it, he, I think the thing is he. I think he made it clear, or whether it's not him specifically, like it's made clear that he wants to play a certain system and thing. He's sort of like pepping them, and I think these one year these one-year campaigns that he keeps doing aren't doing him any favors. Like, he just needs to go to a team that's, like, not going to fire him even if he finishes fifth or sixth or something for a couple of years. Yeah. He needs, like, he needs patience and he just needs to be given these whatever he wants because you can tell he's, he's like, a, a little theoretical footballer guy. That's why he's, no, he must pass. <laughs> Instead of, he probably is not good at changing tactics right away to, to try to suit the players or whatever. He needs a place to suit him. So this man, like, if you want to be happy, Brian, let's just go to a mid-table team, get a nice five-year contract, mm-hmm. and just relax and smoke cigarettes, bro. And 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 to be honest with the guy, I mean, he's probably living his best life at the moment. Yeah. He went from uh, a bank manager, and then he goes and, and manages D or CUD or CUB level teams, and then he goes does well for Napoli, gets a Chelsea job, gets in these fancy suits in his, you know. Even there, he looked a bit out of place because you could see he's not used to this lifestyle. Then it goes to you, <laughs> fancy. Well, I mean, the man is looking decent now, sneakers, all this, you know. So I feel like his life is on another level. So, like you said, he must just now go and enjoy his 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 career because he's not young. At, at the end of the day, he's quite an old manager. Yeah. So he can go and then maybe try and take it uh, 
a mid-table Serie A team, you know, to, to the heights of the Champions League, man. So, but for, for me, the, the exciting thing is, is the Perlo appointment. He's got a lot of shit to handle there and solve at Juve. But I don't think he'll have as much say as you would think a manager should have. Uh, particularly, it's his first job. And I wonder who, like, you know, the net vets of this world, uh, I think he's vice president, if I'm mistaken, and they've got a director of football as well. So would it then be a matter of um, him probably just coaching the team? As I was announced as a coach, as a first-team coach, so he'll probably just try and handle the dressing room and let, leave everything else up to the guys upstairs. This is so bizarre. Yeah. Perlo. So bizarre. I still can't believe this shit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I'm pretty I don't I'm pretty intrigued to see what he'll do. But I think um with I it's so diff I think it's very difficult to build a system that's why I think Sari struggled a bit. It's so difficult to build a system when you've got a player like Ronaldo in your team. Because mm. um, you've got to accommodate him um you know to he's not he's not that he's not that much of an outlier i mean he's he's a nine now but a nine yeah but he's not on the wing <laughs> yeah he's not a natural nine that's what i'm saying you know if if like a pep um or Klopp or you know these type of coaches have their set system and you've got this guy who doesn't really fit into what you want to do so he doesn't fit into your system. Yeah. So now you've got to go out of your comfort yeah. zone because you can't make um, Ronaldo adapt to you. And, you know, that's why I think he's... And he, Higuain is washed. But, but, Brian, <laughs> but, but Brian, so, so looking, looking at it, and, and Higuain is washed, but looking at it for, for Perlo, he's coming in as a fresh manager. I don't think he can sit, stand there and say he's got a way, a style of play at the moment that he's going to stick to because he hasn't done anything uh, in terms of coaching. So maybe he will then come in and his main job is to to win and win well and look like the Juve of old while doing it. So when you've got a Ronaldo who you can fit into your plan, whatever plan that you'll have, you have a Ronaldo that will fit in, that will score goals, but they need another striker, as you see. They need someone who's not going to just solely, uh, 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 I mean, who needs to take off the load from, from Ronaldo in terms of the goals because Ronaldo won't score. He probably will, but like it, it's going to be quite tough for him to to, to score another 30 goals um, and probably to the detriment of the team when he tries to score as many alone. Um, because, I mean, guys like um, Diabala hardly struggled to save for this season. He was going to leave in the beginning of the season, eventually didn't. Um, Higuain is a washman. Man, I saw that guy Chelsea first live and direct. He, he got no pace, zero pace. The only thing you hope he gets a shot in that in that six yard area. Otherwise, he's, 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 he's so. But oh, yeah, man, Pelo. I think you know he can do. Ah, to be honest, I never expected Zidane to do jack shit when he got the, the the Real Madrid job. But possibly he had a bit of an easier task than Pelo because Pelo has to somewhat rebuild. I think they had. 29, I think the average age is 29 and it's the highest in Serie A as well. So that is like an old team, man. You've got the Kelinis, the Benucci's, the Kedira's of this world. He I just think up. they, um, to finish off on Juve, it's, as you mentioned there, like these players, uh, uh, someone said, uh, oh, did Sari say that they've got a, a curse? Mm, he did. <laughs> You're not going to win. There's no curse. 
Those players are washed. They are shit. <laughs> There's no curse there. You're not going to win a Champions League with, I know he didn't play, but 37-year-old Cialini and Alexandro doesn't look that good. Cordado had a nightmare. It was just, it's, you're not going to win Champions League with those players. And they had no Dybala. So, um, but yeah, I mean, someone said to me that, yeah, you guys are just going to talk about Juve um, and you're not going to focus on Leon. They actually did, um, play, they, they played well. So shout out to Leon. There's not much we can we can say about Leon because we, we don't get the football. But, but um, Sorry, Brad, but we've got some exciting youngsters there, man. Besides your, your, your Depay, I saw Traore didn't even come off the bench. But they've got some 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 very good youngsters in that team. Like that, uh, what was this guy's name now? That has got that our our midfield. Yeah, they've even got that who played quite well. Oh, the the Brazilian James. Yes, yes. And then I get and the commentators are just there because I haven't even seen that guy play besides just seeing him on FM. And then the commentators are like, "Yeah, no, this guy's gonna be the next star," and I'm just like. And he looked quite decent, and he actually backed mm. his worth up. So, you know, um, they've got a lot of young, but wow, how far are they going to go, man? I mean, uh, good for them that they beat uh, Juventus, but ish, you know. Who do they play next? I'm not even quite sure. Who do they play, Brian? Don't they, they play the, they're playing City, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're playing City. I think they're playing City. Hey, I know Brian's out. Yeah, I think they're out, but. <laughs> um, no, but they, they didn't they beat City like two years ago or something yeah, in the yeah, Champions League group stage. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, I, 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 I won't write them off, man. I won't write them off. Like, like yeah, they do. City Leon, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think the last couple of years, Memphis and their team have done really well, and they probably don't have any expectations to go further. So that's going to be a dangerous team to play against. I like teams like that. Don't you, that are like, hey, don't you think... Yeah? I'm sorry, don't you think Nabil Fakir regrets now going to fucking Betis? I, Surely. I, I still like, don't understand that one to this day. Like, at all, dude. He was out here. I think it was Liverpool the one who walked him. Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool. And then you go to Velpe. Just wait and chill in France, dude. Why would you... It's a French place, though. I don't understand them at times. I really do. I think maybe just wanted a, f- a fresh sort of challenge, but still, bro. Betty's Even French. Betty's, bro. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> but he's still decent in Africa, so hopefully he'll probably get another move one of these days. But I'm... How far? Um, who, who wants him now? I feel like he missed the thing. He missed the boat, man. Yeah, but nah, if, if Hazard can move at 29, then... Anyone? Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's great. Let's talk about that game actually now. Um, on the other side of Manny, um, City versus um, Madrid. Um, Varane had a nightmare. It's yeah. yeah. I but the thing is, like I remember saying, I from the first ten minutes you could just see, bro. I don't know why Zidane, first of all, as as you mentioned of that type of mold of manager, I don't think, I don't see Zidane as a good coach. I see him more as like an Ancelotti type manager, a good sort of man manager. It was, and you could see that they, I don't think they knew how to play out the back at Courtois. Courtois is a 
cannot a giant. He, cannot <laughs> he doesn't die. have the feet. No, he, does not. He, he never had. He does not. That that's one thing he, he never had at Chelsea, like ever. So definitely, but as you said, but then why? Why I don't know why force it. I understand you want to to you know retain the the possession, but surely there's this this oh man and oh because I've got a Benzema up front who can bring the ball down. Why not send a few down to him, like? And you, as you say, Brian, you know, his lack of tactical, you know, in intuition during the game cost him. But, sorry, I want to ask this question. Sorry for this, but Varane. <sighs> so, with, with, with Madrid, he's got Ramos. With France, he's, he, well, he had at the World Cup, um, who's the chain from, from Barca? Umtiti. Umtiti, Umtiti yeah. yes. And before he's that, still the best player. But, still the one of the best defenders. But yeah, but he's been shocking. Why has Barcelona kept him on the bench for so long? With no, no, no. I'm saying Varane. Okay. I'm assuming that's what you're going to ask. No, no, no. Yes, but I want to ask, is he is he the defender that can't really, like, how can I put, like, lead a defensive line? Does he, is he always a second man? Like, a Rudiger, for me, Rudiger is a second man. He's, he, he's not the main man. He because yeah, but the main man, he like panics. Is 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 is? Do you think Varane is in that mold where? Because that's the thing. The no, fans, because the fans, they're lucky they have Kante. That's all I have to say. That's the main first thing. If you have Kante, good. No. <laughs> and my problem is, um, all of a sudden people forget how many costs Ramos has had as well yeah. with his um, red card antics and this and that. Mm. So I don't think you can write off all of a sudden Varane is not a top five defender no. because of he's no, had no, an no. absolute shocking game. Yeah, no, definitely like, not write off. No, 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 no write off. Uh-uh. Yeah, and I mean, come on, like yes, he's had a a terrible game, but yeah. I think he's still it happens exactly. It, it, it happens. And uh, someone was saying, uh, I heard someone, I think it was on ESPN FC. They were like, you know, uh, Ram, uh, Varane has. If you if you if you'd rather have bad games, rather have if you have mistakes in games, you'd rather have all those custom mistakes happen in one game and then it's done. Then be a exactly. where you spread them out during the season. You have one here, you have one there, you chill. So yeah, so you know his one bad game unfortunately was uh, round of sixteen clash in the Champions League, which led them to get knocked out the second time in a row. What's happening? Where's the- um, but no, put. Put your Alita, put your Gary he- your Gary Neville hat on, and uh, please analyze Hazard's performance for me. <laughs> listen, listen, Hazard, Hazard, Hazard is. He, I, I'm gonna put this. He needs to. He needs time to get going. He needs matches in his legs, man. Unfortunately, this season has been like like a nightmare for him from the start. Firstly, him by rocking up overweight, and then injuries, ankle injuries, and I feel like ankle injuries. Or probably for the reason because you you are but you carrying a bit extra kilos on you, <laughs> so it's a bit tough on his ankles when he turns, particularly with his sharp turns. So I blame him for that. But then injuries um, just made his season worse. But he hasn't played literally from the try. I think he's missed like a third of the season or two thirds of the season. If I'm saying. So like you can't really judge. Let's see what happens next season. And Hazard does this. Hazard just needs a good preseason where he's fresh, focused. And I feel like he should have done that coming to Madrid, but let's hope next season. If he flops next season, then, you know, we ripped Madrid off. Okay, but um, Moipi, I want to ask you. you. I know this is a completely preposterous thing to say, but I just want to ask. 
Um, Let's have it. When you purchase a player over a certain amount, now let's put this at 80 million. Yeah. Does that time factor go away? I know they're still humans, but they're at a certain level. So if you buy a bail, you buy a Neymar, you buy a, a Dembele, you buy a Hazard, you buy a Griezmann, I feel like they need to hit the, the ground running no matter what because these are the best athletes in the world yeah yeah i i I think so i think so bro because also like when you buy a player you also can't you can't um you have to buy him knowing that he's going to fit into the environment which is why you're paying that money because because surely this is a good deal this is going to work out and he's going to come in because you're going to be you're going to pay from day one so that man's got to start performing bro you you want to see results right away so like if if it is a thing of adapting maybe i think i'll forgive younger players more if they're like leaving the country for the first time to a new to a new country a new city and you're not with family anymore and stuff then i'll give them um peace and peace like patient i'll be patient with them basically and give them time to adapt but like someone of of a certain age where you are that you are a superstar at the top of the game and which and that's why we're paying so much money for you. Now, nah, bro, you better you better you better bring that bring that skill right now, bro. Sorry, this question. Find Mwepe as well. Please answer. You say this, sure. right? Obviously, he has a new league, new country. He's been living in England since 2012. He's moved to Spain in 2019. Now you have on the other hand, Mr. Uh, uh, Antoine. <laughs> Okay. Antoine Griezmann, coming from Atletico. First uh, Sociedad, Atletico, to, to Barcelona. Who's had the worst season? Surely you have to say Griezmann, because never mind the amount of games he's played. And even though he scored more than 10 goals, but the the like, the lack, as you say, the amount of money they paid, I think over 100 million as well. So the amount no, of money they paid and the, 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 the effect that he had for this Barcelona. This is the worst Barcelona team we've seen in years. And he had his worst season in years as well. So what about the criticism for him? Because then he's been in Spain, guys. He's been in Spain. Yeah. Don't talk about my boy who just now uh, enjoyed <laughs> the time in Spain and, and you know the, the 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 whatever they eat in the the sea yeah. that they have. That's why he can't wait, bro. That's why he can't wait. You know season. what, Lita? Yeah. I was actually watching. I, I watched that 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 Anelka documentary. Finally, I forgot if we chat if we spoke about it over here. I'm uh-huh. not sure. We did. And it it like. It just like uh, give us more of like what's happening at when we're speaking about the Real Madrid dressing room and how people are yeah. there, and like when I think about it now, like Hazard, I mean Barcelona, and Madrid are both like kind of terrible places to be right now. Like you think how Gareth Bale really doesn't give a shit? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Real Madrid's a bit better though. Real Madrid's a bit better. No, the the Gareth Bale thing. I don't I don't really like Zidane as a coach. Yeah. And I feel like this whole thing has been weird. And I know a lot of people criticize uh the media for jumping to Gareth Bell's defense. Um and people say, Oh, you jumped to Gareth Bell's defense, but you know, other players it's 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 not um you know, consistent. But Gareth uh Zidane can't say, Hey, Gareth Bell didn't wanna didn't want to travel. I feel like there was a chat that happened behind the scenes there where Gareth Bale was like, hey, are you going to play me? 
And Zidane's like, nah, fam, you're going to sit on the bench. And he's like, all right, then. I, I don't want to come. Like, what's the point? And I feel like that's fair. Yeah. And Zidane's kind of like painting him as like this guy who doesn't give a shit about... But Brian, but Brian, um, but Brian. So we go back to, to um, the whole thing about of professionalism. There's a reason why Gareth Bale doesn't want to leave United, right? I mean, oh, sorry, Real Madrid, uh, to, to other countries. Firstly, the, the, I mean, he's enjoying a 650k uh, a week wage at Madrid. He's not going to get anywhere near that amount anyway, probably outside of China. So, you know... He doesn't want to leave because, you know, he's enjoying a good life. But then, at, and on the flip side, when a coach is saying, nah, bro, you're coming in as per normal, you train with the team and then you travel with the team. He says, nah, I'm not traveling because you're not going to play me. Like, we are paying you, though. Like, for me, he's getting paid and his contract, literally, if he's available to play or to be part of a, a match day squad, contract says you should be a part of a match day squad. And obviously, now, I don't think, I don't think Zidane and Madrid... Uh, with, with Perez are trying to fight uh, Bale in terms of why won't you part of the squad and whatever, because you'll come out and say they don't want to play. But for me, for Bale, this whole saga looks awful because here's someone who's happy. And I understand they signed the contract, and the contract is there, both sides need to oblige by it, but he's very happy. And for me, that it's kind of leaves a sour taste. But a lot the of thing is, footballers are these happy to just chill, bruh. But and listen, listen. Out. Come on. Um, Gazwell's what, 31? But firstly, I completely 100% agree with you as to, you know, you're under contract, so, you know, you, you cannot make yourself unavailable like mm. that. But I feel in the wider scandal of him, he's 31, I think, and he's one of the best, I don't know if he's still, but he's one of the best players in the world. Why would I want to go to fucking China, first of all? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he can get even get more money at China. Um, and no other club in the world can afford me. But this is what I'm worth. This is what I feel like I am worth. So yeah. what do you want man to do? And and also, Brian, like, I think, you know, they, they were, at teams like Real Madrid, there's a separation between what the coach wants and what uh, the president Perez wants in, in terms of transfer players. I feel like Gareth Bale was a, a Perez. They said it was Perez's favorite player, which is why um, he got that new contract, the new 650 contract. And Zidane was like, nah, I want this man gone. Like, But like Perez likes him. And Bale's like, well, your daddy likes me, so fuck you, I'm staying. Why must I go, dog? You this is even a thing I can... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll put to you later, even in your job, um, let's say you're working at... Uh, Mr. Price and they're paying you a certain amount in which you feel you are worth but you don't want to move from Pretoria um, all the offers that you're getting from Cape Town East London do not match what you are worth and what you have accomplished and the qualifications you've had experience you've had so what what are you going to go to Cape Town and take half of what you you've earning just for the sake of being happy but okay I understand where you're trying to go with this, but for me, just go back on on on, on Gareth Bale because obviously, uh, personally, it, it it will be different because it will be in money and um, family and, and and social security. But for me, with with with, with Gareth Bale, I just want to with him is that he's wasted. Post probably, I think he hasn't really played consistently for for Real Madrid this season and last season. So that's two years. Of his um, 
of his of his of his career uh, gone basically. And when is his contract expired? I think twenty twenty two. That means he's got another two years, Brian, of of this nonsense left at Madrid. So I understand. <laughs> I understand that you know you 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 want to get what you're worth, but what you're worth is literally it's 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 market related and it's related on your performance. It's related on you. Uh, your your brand, obviously, all the other uh, elements to to a player's uh, value, but it's relative. It's relative to what's happening. It, you can't just say I, I I'm still I'm still worth I'm still worth I'm still worth. When you have, no, but you know, I mean I you've got to give him. And I understand. Sorry, sorry, but I, he's got his contract right, and I understand that. But, but apparently, so with with the move to China, apparently the move was on, but then Madrid, after the the defeat in the friendly against Atletico, they decided to. Now nah, we're gonna keep you around or something like that. Then that made the whole situation even worse. I understand that, but for me, for Gareth and his agent, his agent always comes out to confirm my boy is going nowhere, which is a bit, you know. But <laughs> the thing is, like this, Gareth Bale, for me, right after this in 2022, 2023 season, he's gonna be 33. Where is he gonna go? Is he is he now gonna tell himself, okay, Brian, I was worth 650? For all those years, and then where do you think he's gonna go? He's not gonna go get anywhere near 650 after he's after Madrid. So is he gonna go now and say, okay, fine, because I've been sitting on the bench for three years, I'll accept 100 or 80k at a, at a, at a, at a Premier League club, wherever you end up. For me, though, he would have wasted three years, four years almost of his career, where he was just been chilling on the bench. And I hope, in his case, he, I'm sure he also hopes this is done before he dies. They're so gonna at least get some action because. At this moment, even a loan deal, dude, even a loan deal will work out. Surely mm-hmm. a club can offer to pay 60 or 50% of his wages. Yeah. But even then, who will now? Because everyone sees his attitude and they're like, ah, we're not trying to deal with that gent. So what's going to happen? <laughs> so for me, it doesn't look good with Gareth and his agent. Even his agent. I don't care how much money they make. And they're making a shitload. But his career is going to end with like that. Ah, bro, you know, what happened? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's their fault. Uh, like also, sorry, not 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 to make this longer, but like at the time when he got that contract and like Messi signed a big contract, Ramos, everyone was just getting a brand new big ass contract yeah. because life yeah. was good. So it's it's not his fault for for signing that thing, Brian. Like obviously, a contract a contract is there to secure your future. The man secured his bag. Him and his wife and these kids are probably happy. Man knows I've got retirement money forever. Yeah. So now the rest so is <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, they all, they all, um, not our, our, our Gareth Bale does obviously take some of the blame. Real Madrid does take some of the blame. Likewise, I think with United mm. giving out bizarre contracts to Marcus Rojo, Paul Jones, and you know, you, you're just gonna have to eat that now. You're gonna yeah. struggle to get rid of Marcus because he's on. Brian, you know, Brian, just, just, I've been wanting to ask because as a football manager player myself, how do you deal with that when it comes around where a player sees an amount that you've given to another player and they want something relatable and you know you can't afford that? How do you do it? Because I feel like it's the same situation players and, and clubs in real life run into where they're like, Ish, we really want this guy. And, and I'm trying, unfortunately, contracts are negotiated at that time. It's not, ah, how is this guy going to perform next year and two years later? It's now, at this moment. How do you deal with that, Brian, as, 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 as a manager in the, in the game? Because I struggle with it even today. That's when I sell players for just to get the fuck the guy out of my, my dressing room. Yeah, I think that's the, the only way to sell the guy. But um, 
I think is what you've touched on there is something we spoke about before with the benchmark. So as you, when you were talking about Tammy Abraham and how he can't, and this was a long, long debate, how he can't demand, um, what, what did he want? 100 to 120? Yeah, 160 something, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like with United now, it's the same. So if you, if you bring in a, a squad player, what he, if he's not like Dan J, oh my God. Dan James is so bad. <laughs> I was watching that last game. Oh my days. He needs he, he needs help to die. <laughs> oh shit, that was horrible. That was really, really bad. Like that guy, you know what what boiled my blood? Like he, he I think he does what he what he always does best is he breaks down a wing. And then uh, there's a supporting striker coming in, and all he has to do is deliver the ball. This man, I couldn't believe it, bro. Like, he looked like a, a pack of mid fam. That guy was like, I, I couldn't understand. Like, is it because he hasn't played for long? Is he rusty? Is he like match fitness, the standard? But like, that's Europa League, bloody. He should have had like three assists or something. That was bad. Oh my goodness. His decision making is yeah. just terrible. Um, but as I was saying, the benchmark. So um, if you're bringing a squad player, and let's say the medium is uh, Lingard, Pereira, Rojo, uh, Fred, um, who else is around there? Smalling. All these squad players are at a medium of, let's say, 120, 100. Oh. Mm. And you want to bring in a, 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 a second striker, let's say, Let's say we want to bring in Pookie, oh, not Pookie, because he, he's not even going to get 20k. Um, let's just say you're bringing in a striker from Napoli um, to really? provide competition for 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 Martial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to have to give him, you're not going to give him like 80k. He's he's on 40k at Napoli and he comes, he's going to be like, well, hold up. Um, all your players who are competing for places on 120k. And that's why I felt like uh, Tim Abraham, if he's like, whoa, hold up, like the last academy star you gave who showed some promise, you gave him 200k, uh, you know, mm. I scored 15, what, 16 goals, 17 goals this season, mm. you got to pay me up. But but you see, in, in, in that case, it becomes a slippery slope, um, particularly like in the Chelsea instance with, with uh, Hudson Odoi getting his 120 plus add-ons last year when it was in that situation where I leave for free next year or you sell me to buy in for, for, for a cut price now. But then, you you know, you, you, you give him 120 whatever at that situation. That's how uh, that debate it was. Uh, I'll try to emphasize that it was quite situational, his, uh, um, his predicament. But then you go to, you fast forward eight months later when Reese James, um, Mason Mount, Shikai Tomoe, then also get contracts. These are also youngsters who come onto the scene and impress as, as youth products. But they don't get anywhere near, um, well, I don't say anywhere near, but they don't get uh, above 100, um, uh, similar to, to, to what Hudson Adoy got, which obviously goes against the grain, like, ah, but you gave Hudson Adoy last season. But clearly, the, the negotiations were probably, they probably uh, will be performance based or uh, in terms of improving their salary as the years go on. But then, 
with, with a guy like Tammy Abraham. It's like, but I understand you want this money because of A, B, and C, D. But for me, my whole um, um, ideology behind uh, uh, wages, and I know obviously it's, it's not as, as educated as, as the guys who make these decisions, but I would rather put it as um, performance-based. But obviously the security comes becomes an issue with that because you tell a guy, listen, I will give you a basic salary of 80 and then you score past 15 goals, you will get a certain amount of a lump sum or you will get a certain wage, uh, a certain appearance fee or a certain goal bonus. Um, that's when you would give guys incentive. Even, I don't know how, how far goal bonus is going to real life, but like on FM, I throw a 20K uh, goal bonus or even more just to tell a guy, listen, striker, if you score goals, I'll, you will get more money out of me and that's it. And do you think it, it, it happens in real life like that? Because surely we can't have five or six youngsters on 100 plus K because that will balloon your 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 uh, wage bill all the way up, you know? So that's and and it, it, that's where, you know, I'll go back to what Lampard said. You need to get rid, as much as you need to buy players, you need to get rid of players. So your smallings, as you mentioned, your Pereiras, your average um, but high-earning players, at some point, you need to get rid of them. But it's even harder these days because no one wants to take a wage uh, cut. Even Sanchez. People say Sanchez took a, a lot of heavy weight, a wage cut. But because of the taxes, uh, the tax situation in Italy, I think uh, foreign uh, athletes aren't charged, aren't charged as much tax. So I think he's still getting about uh, 200 and something after tax uh, mm. uh, uh, in, in Serie A. So it's quite it's, it's problematic man, because, like, it as you said, becomes a slippery slope, and then players want more because he gets more. And what does it do to a dressing room? I think um, Andros Townsend uh, mentioned that on on Talk Sport the other day, where a guy comes in, hey, you see him, and you're like, yeah, but I'm I'm you're not even playing, bruh. but reportedly because these things are never hundred percent, but reportedly on this much money, you know, I'm also gonna start knocking on the door, otherwise I'm out, and that becomes you know a, a stress uh, dressing room. Yeah, but moving away from actually, I want to talk about this. Um, and your workplace, uh, YP. Yeah. As you spoke there about um, transparency of the amount you earn, do you think knowing what your colleagues earn is a good thing? I mean, mm. you, the thing is, like, I, I don't really care, but. In this life, like you just don't know um, how much you could be being be taken for granted. Yeah, and like it's yeah. Sometimes I'm like, yo, like I'm here, I'm doing a job, I'm working my ass off, um, and you're paying me this, and then you find out, as Lita said, yo, this guy, you're not even playing, you're not doing shit here. You're basically sitting, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, um, and you're earning this. Like, what one? Like, what's happening? It's it's actually like it's it's. I, I remember I had a situation like that where um, I left this place and I found out what someone in a similar position to me was earning, and that person I feel like uh, I was like I was like, how are you giving that guy that much? <laughs> you're giving me this much. So, like to answer your question, I don't think. I don't think anything good comes out of us finding out what our, our peers earn because, like, I think it's just going to bring, um, like, a 
like 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 a like a an aura in 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 the in the office. If, imagine everyone just looking at each other, and knowing exactly. What <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just gonna bring along more shit. It'll bring, oh, it'll bring definitely pressure though. Hey, you know, I think it'll definitely like everyone will be looking at everyone to see. Hey, what do you do? Like, are you just yeah? Are you justifying what you what you what you what you earn? Bruh, bruh. Like, I, I, I can't see anything positive coming out of that. Like, there's another side. There's another side to that. Um, you know, with with. There's, there's, there's a lot of, how can I put this? There's a lot of discrepancies when it comes to uh, giving people uh, their salaries with regards to, and this relates to either your qualifications, your experience, um, and sometimes, and it sucks, but your gender and your race, uh, particularly in South Africa. We, unfortunately, well, it's, it's not even in the Navy, but a fact uh, in the past um, 50, 100 years, of, of, of life, men have generally earned more than women. So, mm. but with varying uh, roles, and you will see a guy with even experience, where a female comes in with, with a bit more experience, but probably the same qualifications. And you see that the you if you if those things those, those you know those details are made public, and and are made known, you will start you will see a lot of that discrepancy come to life. You will start seeing by yo. Actually, a lot of us have been digging for a heart in this company, <laughs> so mm. it's not a it's, it's 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 definitely not a good thing to 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 know. But you know, if you look at it that way, for 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 things to be fair and transparency, uh, for transparency mm. wise, it'll be a good thing. But it'll bring too much drama in the workplace, and it'll just not make the workplace a uh, conducive uh, area for, for for productivity. But never mind that. I I I will never forget a story that I heard of um, this lady. She was sending an email to, I can't remember what the name was, but it started with an A. She was sending an email to Andrew, whatever, in the company. Instead of saying to Andrew, she said send to all. And what was Andrew? Who was Andrew? Andrew was head of finance. And she was the lady who was dealing with salaries. Did she not send the whole salary sheet to the whole email list? (laughs) The lady was literally sacked. They they gave her a, like they gave an option you fire you or you resign on the spot. They told her, and she resigned. She's like, no, I'm I'm gone, thank you. Don't give they gave her a recommendation. She left because you can't like that's a big flop, like a huge flop. Like imagine now you know they uh, uh, Tabang in the other office earns a lot more than you, but you help Tabang the most when it comes to his work. Exactly. You, so it's like, yo, and it's, it's the reality. <laughs> but how is that fair, though? That's my thing. But that's the thing. That's so the like, thing. it's really like I'm saying. It's it's. I don't know. I don't know how because you literally do, they look at things like your social background and then because like a thing like let's say. But that's the thing. And someone comes from a, a, a poorer background. Sixty k a month is a lot for that bra. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, um. Whoever comes from a better background, better schools, whatever, 60K in his life isn't, ah, he'll be like, ah, Chief, I'm not going to stay for 60K here. And then they'll give him more. But whoever came before, 60K was like, oh, I've got the best job ever. And he was smiling from ear to ear. They're going to give him that contract. At the end of the day, these are business people. They're not going to want to lose money. But that's the thing. (laughs) Um, Why I say, um, yo, these guys... um, Sometimes you get taken advantage of because if, as you say, a, a guy from a um, 
working class background or you know who does is doesn't come from that much money comes in and and that's another thing okay but let me start there he comes in and they say oh to this guy you know he's 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 just fresh out of uni let's just give him a young 15 20k um but let's say another person i don't want to you know but let's say another person comes in and they will and they give him like twice because he knows what he's worth he's been in these spaces he's he's got the i wouldn't say expertise but his parents be like um you know they know they know they know yeah. and another thing i wanted to say was um internships um like obviously we've all i think we've all done internships mm. and um i think of the internship i did at a certain place and what they were paying me and if i didn't come from the background that i come from i would not be able to do this internship um yeah because of simply like it for me that's another thing of jeez like you cut out um and that's another thing with opportunities from if we're going to go in full circle how there are certain ways to move goalposts for these sort of opportunities hey you need to have your own car you need to have a driver's license you need to have you know be in charge of when you get to work so you shouldn't rely on public transport those are ways to yeah shift the goalposts yeah. and minimize the 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 pool yeah. and with that as well like you come in for interviewing like hey for example we're going to give you 2k for this interview i'm going to be like well, bro that doesn't even cover the taxi costs so yeah. what are we doing here and it's i think man. exactly and those things need to they need to they need to change um and these are really small changes i think that it can happen i think everyone's thinking big and huge which we should about the changes that we can make for transformation but these are little small changes what's an extra uh 3k for an internship really going to hurt um a budget of a multimillionaire uh dollar franchise you know what i mean just just on that Brian, you know i think with 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 certain companies that still do you know that that still some some there's still some unpaid internships that exist out there i think you know those um when someone creates an internship program and then they make it very like either pay very low or unpaid i think it's still uh, I, I, I you know just not trying to defend it but just trying to think what their th- uh, thought process is but from 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 what i've gathered it's just a matter of you know they still have those old values and obviously those old values might be outdated in nowadays uh, in nowadays but with certain things you know like in terms of those people because back in the day you know, used to have unpaid internships where people used to work and it's that thing of you need to come in and showcase your skill you know what i mean yes, like yes. showcase your skill and advertise this is an opportunity for you to advertise what you can do and what you can bring to the table without the 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 other the driving force of money being behind it because that's sort of i don't know in in their in their way of thinking it sort of creates a better um uh, employee you know so 
I think that's just just my understanding of that. And 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 sometimes it's it's crap, but you know, if you go through it, you sometimes <laughs> I don't know how how much, but you do appreciate you know the, those hard long hours you. Mm. But what you've you've what you touched on there is I remember that we've actually had this argument because you told me about some older people at a yeah. place that you work had these shared these similar values. But I think um, I kind of agree with that. But you know, I've had even cases now where um, someone has asked me to do this for them, and I've not. I don't say I've not charged them. But I've been like, hey, um, you know, you guys don't have to pay me for this because I know you guys have got me. Um, so that's 100% fine. But when I come into this area as well and I'm like, okay, um, you basically, I'd say in a sporting industry, it's not a f- nine to five uh, job. It's weekends. It's uh, can be long hours. It can be sometimes short hours as well. But you, as an intern especially as you're showcasing, you you go above and beyond even what a nine-to-five does. Right, yeah. um, yeah. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Nev. And just to, 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 to sum it up, those opportunities, I'll tell you this, in sport, um, like just do, as you say, go, go full circle, what we started this, this podcast about. In sport, um, you know, there's the process of, of, of getting jobs, right? And, and um, you know, you apply, they put out the ad, you apply, they have a shortlist. If they don't call you back, you're not on the shortlist. If they call you back, it comes to the interview, you get the job, whatever. That exists. That is a process that exists. But if you look deep down and, and practical examples of how this works, most of the time, about 85 probably percent of the jobs that are, 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 are appointed in, 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 within sport are jobs that, how, that you get through networking. And that networking, as a youngster particularly, that networking is developed through a lot of uh, uh, hard grafts, mostly unpaid, just for you to go above and beyond so you can stand out from the sixth or the, the tenth group of, of graduates that are at the company at that time. You go out there and you stand up and you stand out and they see you and then you, 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 you establish those relationships with those senior figures at, 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 at the company. And then by the time that, you know, you go out and you leave and then you think, oh, it's over, I'll never work at a company and I fucking worked every day, blood, like I flipping sweated, you know, I was I was there working early, I was last, first in, last out, and then you think it's over now. Five, six years down the line, you end up running into that person who was a senior uh, figure at that position, uh, who probably still has a similar position or has another position even higher at another company, at a better company, and then that relationship automatically puts you on top of that brand's list because he knows what you can do when it's not all about the money. He knows that he can trust you in certain things, or he or she, sorry, knows that they can trust you in certain things. So those relationships you've established when you were not expected, you know, when you're not getting paid, because it's easy to work hard when you're mm. getting paid. You know, you're going to ball out at the weekend. It's not easy when you are not getting what you think you deserve, but you're putting in the work anyway because you know there's a long-term goal in mind. And that's what I think a lot of the senior pros, I can put it in, 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 in the sporting industry, one us to understand that guys or even in marketing with it like guys you, you i'm sure you've been attesting this that guys it's not easy it's not going to be easy it's not going to be first job first first um interview out of school you're going to get a job or whatever or the job that you want it's not going to be easy and in the sport it's it's a doggy dog world so you know um if you have those qualities the thing is like you can get somewhere that's that's just how i've, I've perceived it over the years but just i was just to close it there i just think 
um, shit, I don't know how to say this, but mm-hmm. I was doing an internship at this place and, you know, I think the structure of the place was how I was into, I was mainly working with, let's say the first and second in command, but mainly the second in command. And I like, I had my, you know, my headset on working at this place afterwards. And I literally, I did everything and it was, it was fun. I, I fucking loved it. I loved every minute of it. And to this day, I still um, have these connections um, with these people. But at the end of that that period, the um, the the head, you know, came and and sat me down, and basically it was like, you know, we love what you've done, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we want you to stay. This is what this is what we can afford to pay you, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Bro, like <laughs> you." Firstly, because that part of the company is, let's say, sort of separate. So I was being paid by the 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 whole the bigger, how do you say, department, mm. and now this um, sub department is going to be like, "Okay, we want to keep you. This is what we can um, afford to give you." And it wasn't even like it was double of what I was getting, but that double is nothing. And I'm not going to, you know, start a permanent uh, job off that. Like it's completely nonsense. And I feel like that time, I wouldn't say it was wasted, but you know, when it it, it is a bit of a knockback, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're not always going to. It's not, you're not always going to use all your connections to, and you might in a long way, but to, you know, get another, another position. So I feel like, you know, it all depends really. I mean, if you're a charismatic guy, I think it will be more easier for you, but yeah, you know, <laughs> just sharing experiences, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. I, yeah that's the, the, the tough yo if i check one two one two Thank you. 
but hardcore is beautiful.